0: On Education's FETC 2020 coverage is sponsored by Fidgets. Fidgets are interactive USB sensors that bring your code to life. There's no soldering or wiring required. Simply plug in a fidget sensor, write code in your favorite language and watch your ideas come alive. Fidgets are used by thousands of STEM professionals globally and are now available for computer science students. Simply go to Bitly Fidgets on Education to get your introductory kit that includes a free
1: sensor worth over $50. That's Bitly Fidgets on Education. My version of the KISS acronym is keep it stupid simple, (laughs) right? (laughs)
2: Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. We're here at FETC 2020, and we're joined by Marlena Gross-Taylor. Welcome to the show.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It's been so fun being in Miami, number one, and then at FETC. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. So for folks who may not know about you, who you are, um, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about what you do and how you do it.
1: Absolutely. And I need people to know me because I am on a mission. I'm on a mission to meet my boyfriend, The Rock, so <laughs> okay. I figure there's some degrees of separation there that people can help me with, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, okay. whatever we can do. Okay, so uh, I'm Marlena and I'm originally from Louisiana and have traveled uh, just with my family having to move and corporate moves and all of that across the, primarily the Southeast and been an educator in now five states and it's been really great to see different systems and different environments that most people, you know. Know, just aren 't afforded the opportunity to work in because uh, who moves like a crazy person except corporate or military um, but because of my journey, it has uh, really laid the platform for what I have done and what I endeavor to do better of which is connect educators and to bring in a new era of of leadership uh, a new era of engagement and advocacy for our kids and our profession. So EduGladiators is, uh, is my company, is my organization, and we have a weekly chat, of course, yes. on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern. But more importantly, um, it's more than just a hashtag. It's more than just a chat. So we provide professional development uh, for leaders, for teachers. Uh, I have a core team. That uh, I refer to lovingly as my core warriors. Yes. And uh, between all of us, we are we we're very, I think, effective in helping people either solve problems or connect them to the right people that can help them, uh, whatever challenges that they have. Um, one of the things that I'm so passionate about, and what kind of started uh, Edge of Gladiators too, not so much through all of the moves of just you know living life, but my own school experience, and I, I didn't like school. I actually told my mom, who was a former principal, I would never be a teacher, (laughs) much less a principal. And Uh a middle school principal? Are you kidding me? And I've done all those things and more. Um, And I am just just so passionate about making that learning experience transformational for students and really instilling that love of learning. Before we ask you about FETC, let's go to that thing about not... Liking school,
0: right? And then becoming an educator. I think there's something to that, too. Um, As far as I, I came into it the exact same way. I hated school. Uh, and it was not until I was in high school that basically one of my Spanish teachers told me, you've got something here. Like, why aren't you taking advantage of, like, what you already have as far as, like, being able to speak the second language and really work on it and stop being a jerk? That's mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. basically what he's mm-hmm. telling me. And that was my freshman year in high school. And it really kind of turned things around for me. And eventually, again, I became a teacher and I be- he became kind of my mentor. Mm-hmm. And I became a Spanish teacher like him. Um, but there's something to that as far as being able to then seek school through a different lens then mm-hmm. and not always see it through the lens of like school is awesome and great and whatever might be. Instead, it's like we, we have to see it through our kids' lens and then be able to go ahead and, and have empathy uh, on their end and be able to make decisions, whether it be at the principal level or just as a teacher, um, to be able to support them and know that school isn't always the greatest place ever and we can continue to work to make it
1: better. Hmm. So my, my hatred for school is really about probably more so the institution. Like I was very Mm. good at playing school, right? Um, Because I didn't want my mom or my dad to whip me because I'm from (laughs) Louisiana. So I didn't want to whip My brothers took them a little longer to learn that part of it. (laughs) But, um, so I was good at playing school Mm. and I do love learning, but it just wasn't nurtured there. Yeah. So part of my, I think just part of who I am is I want to be part of the solution not the problem. So yes. even though I I ran away, tried to do other things around uh, anything else but being a teacher and an educator. When you have kids of your own, it gives you perspective. Mm. And and when I had my yeah. kids, then I was like, well, I don't want to mess them up. So I really want to know what they need to know so I can be the best parent. Because they yes. don't come with the manual. No. You know, babies don't come with that. I don't know where that is, but they don't <laughs> come with that. So that kind of started <laughs> when me. That, when, the, as as...
2: I think there's a couple other people sitting around the table yeah. too. As a father, I'd love a manual oh on my to gosh. raise kids. Oh my gosh!
0: Oh my gosh! Right? That, that would be a great seller for sure. Would you love seller, a manual on sure. how to raise kids, my man? Right? No, <laughs> you won't. Yes.
1: You won't figure it out until they leave, like me yeah. right now, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. When you're an empty nester. <laughs> wow. But that gave me. That was my motivation, and that gave me um, the the desire to want to learn more. And even with that, I'd already finished at LSU, and it wasn't in education, right? I was doing something else in a totally different field, and then I, I did a career switch mm. right then and there, like, and didn't think twice about it. And I remember, I remember, uh, right before the bell rang, I was, I'm, I was, I'm alt certified before I went back to get my master's. So I had not taken any education classes mm-hmm. under my temporary, you know, license. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was in the process of doing that while I was teaching. Uh-huh. The bell's about to ring. I'm about to have a classroom of eighth graders. Wow. Right? Yeah, that's tough. And I get nervous and I call my mama. I call my mama and say, what do I do? What did <sighs> I get myself into? That's and amazing. she's so calm and she said, you teach them how you wish you would have been taught. Oh, wow. It's powerful.
2: Well, there you go. Yes.
1: And that was all I needed. Huh? That uh-huh. was all I needed. And so I approach everything in that way, mm. and I did not— That's awesome. I wasn't gifted, so I don't even know what a regular classroom really looked like outside of PE and social studies, because those were the only classes that I had with the rest of my peers. Mm. Um, but it didn't matter. I taught, and I continued to teach how I wish I would have been taught. Mm. And I think if we start there— I think a lot of
2: us are like that, too, right? Yeah. Like, me, too. I hated school, too.
1: Right. And, uh,
2: you know, but, you know, I— You know, you have these opportunities like with games-based learning, which I wasn't around when I was a kid. Oh gosh, no! Right, and video games in education, which you know, you you know, any teacher tried to do that in the '80s, right? You know, would have it would have been almost impossible, but also been laughed at pretty ridiculously. Um, You know, but we tried. I totally tried to do that kind of stuff because I know that that's what would have got me. In school. Absolutely. If I was a kid. So that's awesome. Very, Absolutely. Very, very cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we're here at FETC and we'd like to hear what you were presenting on. Yes. Or yes. Inspirational things that. Maybe you saw here, listened to?
1: Yeah, so um, I presented on just really an extension of what I just shared, right? Things that I wish that I would have had in a classroom mm-hmm. when I was teaching. Um, and then how do we help people that are, you know, celebrating their 28th birthday again and again and again like I do. How do we help bridge that gap <laughs> with, our, with our kids who are of a different generation, right? Generation Z. So my sessions were a mix of, of balance with the tech. And shared in a way, I'd like to say my version of the KISS acronym is keep it stupid simple, <laughs> right? Because it has it has to be that simple, especially depending on where your comfort level is with tech or your generation or mm-hmm. your thoughts around that. Mm-hmm. It has to be presented in a way where people feel comfortable and safe, the adults, yes, uh, because we're not fearless like Generation Z. Like we won't just press a button because yeah. we don't want it to... You know, mess up anything to break or break anything. Yes. So, being able to have a safe space where uh, educators can learn from each other and explore about what are these tools, but in the same vein, have the balance. Because you do, we don't want our kids to be weird either. Yeah. So they need to know how to talk to each other. Yes. They need to know how to interact with each other yeah. offline. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So how do we make sure they have those interpersonal skills? Mm. How do we build that into our classroom? How do we balance the high tech with the mid tech to the low tech to the no tech? Yeah. Yeah.
2: You have a session that you did that I'd love to know more about because I didn't get to it but I think that all of us would be fascinated to, to hear how to brand schools like a startup. <laughs> Cause we've kind of, we've talked a little bit about some stuff. I don't know if it's, I wasn't at your sessions. I don't, but one of the things that we talked about um, on the podcast, even recently was like schools being like different aspects of school being sponsored by companies in different ways. Like if you're, um, what would be a good example? Well, we had that example where you like you have this computer science room and you're doing games-based learning or video games and education like like our friend Steve Isaacs does. And you get support from like a company like maybe like Epic Games or something like that who can help you and build up your infrastructure and stuff like that. I don't know if that's what you were talking about, but certainly this kind of a session is super interesting. I'd love to hear about
1: your session, how to...
2: Brand schools like a startup.
1: Absolutely. So um so I have a new book that will be coming out. Nice. Um on February we twenty first. Yeah. I know you did it. Because <laughs> it doesn't even mention it in the description. No, it doesn't. So February twenty first. So good job, guys. Yeah. Branding like a startup uh is coming out and it's how to tell your story with the same strategies of a startup company. So um I've been in Nashville for, like, 11 years, and that's, like, the hot spot. And it is also what people may not know outside of the country music and Broadway. Like, we really do stuff there. Um, It is the hub of of being an entrepreneur there. So they have an entrepreneur center, uh, the schools around the area and the surrounding uh, counties. They really push student entrepreneurship and what does that look like because that is the culture of the the workforce there, too. So when I moved there 11 years ago, when I went into leadership, that became a a really important piece is how do you tell that story? How do you use those strategies? How do I learn from these companies, whether that's sponsorships, which is a huge piece because schools don't have enough money. So being fearless and having those sponsorships, right, um, to support. Classrooms are to do something really cool. And even if it's a university, because Nashville has a ton of universities yes. right there, having those partnerships mm-hmm. to be able to sponsor those types of things is important. And so I talk about how do you do that? That's building community authentically right there, right? And then I also spend some time in marketing. So, as I mentioned before, my... Uh, Ah,
2: we've talked about that on the podcast, too. Glenn's district has done done some good marketing work.
1: Yeah, so my degree is not, my initial degree is not in education. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's actually in psychology. Mm. And my husband is, his is in marketing. He's done that at a really high level, so I've gleaned some tips from him as no, well. And I had no choice but to learn some things. And what I realized is you can't control your story if you don't tell it. Yes. Right. And then we have to be intentional in our marketing and our marketing strategies. And again, you have to keep it stupid simple because the folks that we're asking to do these things, their degree is not in marketing. They're educators, so how do we get them in a place? How do we give them resources? How do we automate a lot of this process because they are busy so they can tell their story effectively? How do we bring in our students to help tell that story, right? Yes. So my book is truly a guide in how to do that. How do you do a social media audit? How do you have a content calendar? How do you provide automation for that? How do you even select which social media platform you even need to use, mm-hmm. much less Fantastic. how often do you post and what do you post? So we take a really deep dive into uh, into that. How do we use uh, social media for our professional development? Because, again, there's no money. There's no money tree outside of any district yet. No. I've yet to find that. Nope. <laughs> um, That's true. So how do we use some of these things that are right there with us that if we're not in this generation, we're not Gen Zers, we don't naturally know or would go to that and then if it's not our background or our training how do we how do we coach our staff up? To be able to do that,
2: awesome! And that book comes out when
1: February twenty first. Can people wow. like
2: pre-order it? And they can pre-order is it right now. Yeah, you're Amazon and pre-order. Yes. You're going to give us the link. We're going to put it in the show notes. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm excited. I'd be excited to read that because yeah. we're we're super interested in. And this. actually,
0: yeah, I mean, we want to go ahead and read that, and then have you. We we'll have that. you on a full episode to be able to talk specifically love about that. the book because I think it's a it 's a thing that's been neglected obviously by a lot of districts, and we have found out just in my local district that because we have neglected sending out that specific message, people will create that message yes. for you and i held, I guarantee that that message is a negative one it mm-hmm. has a negative tone, it has something that's against whatever it is that you're trying to do. and In mm-hmm. our case, it was trying to pass a referendum to be was able to... I say, it has real-world
2: impl- implications. To, yes, to be able to
0: go ahead and basically ask the community, the stakeholders for money, to be able to go ahead and improve the school, build a new school in this yeah. case, an elementary sure. school that was falling apart. And if you can't basically market, and you don't know where to start, and you're not actually doing it on a consistent basis, what you're actually talking about, you will lose those, those votes. votes and those votes will end up costing the school. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's all about those funding dollars and those kinds of things. And then beyond that, that's really why I want to make sure we read this book, Mm -hmm. is to make sure that we can do this on a consistent basis. It's not just those times when we're asking for things. It's more like, here's our stories that we're sharing and all the amazing things that are happening, um, not only for our parents, because we do that, I think, okay for our parents, but how about all of those other stakeholders, all the taxpayers that Mm -hmm. that are basically... Helping to fund the school. Totally. Right,
1: yeah. right. even our students. I, I mean, yes. I don't, we talk a lot about that too, uh, how we want to be connected with our students. And so in, in my book, I talk about how important those, those marketing aspects are, right? Like it's nothing, it's nothing better than having kids using your hashtag for your school or uh, sharing stories, right? Or they're creating, they're helping to create those stories to be a part of that. In the session, I asked uh, who could recite their vision or mission statement from their school? And we had like three, it was a packed room. We had like three people and one guy, like I put him on the spot, say it. It was so long. He did such a great job. We, we gave him a, a, clap, a round of applause, and I said, you know, you lost me after the fifth word. So, great, you know it, but your kids, if they can't articulate it or if they don't own it, I said, how do you put that in a hashtag, yeah. right? And so that just had him thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I never thought about that, right? Like, good for you for, for doing that, and I know it means a lot in how you created it, but our, very, our most important stakeholders are students. They don't care because and we haven't ha- put it in the way. And they
2: have to. They have to. Like, um, we had, um, when we were at Impact, and I, I'm, I'm losing the name, but the, the name of the school that got named after the Supreme Court, the Minnesota Supreme Court. Yeah, Justice Court. Page. Okay. Justice, Justice Allen Page, Page School, yep. we had the principal of that school on. And the, the big takeaway that I took away from that was that that school embodies... The mission of Justice Page, because Justice Page is still alive Mm -hmm. and actively involved in that school. And he's a model, uh, like an amazing person, an amazing human being and with unbelievable accomplishments, uh, especially as a as a as a a man of color. And like like in these kids now look up to him because they, they, they're, they're, they they feel that they share that with him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think it's huge. And, and so this, I think this marketing bit is underrated. I do Incredibly. Too. I think people are going to be banging your door down <laughs> yes. to learn, to learn this Seriously. stuff. And yeah. you're going to have superintendents like wanting to know what you know about mm-hmm. this. So how can people reach out to you, get yeah. in touch with you and, and connect with you?
1: Sure. So um, definitely, of course, I try to be on all of the social media platforms. And we even talk about that in the book. Like, how do you manage those things, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So you can find me on Twitter at M. Gross Taylor. You can also, uh, and from there, my website's on there. You can follow me on Instagram. And you can click on the link and connect with my Facebook uh, profile, uh, our EduGladiators uh, group, and our page. And just, you know, whatever you need. I guess the big thing is if you're listening to this and, and anything that I've shared that has sparked an interest, reach out, be fearless, reach awesome. out, Toilet. reach out, and uh, let's lock arms so we can help you get to where you need to go. Awesome.
2: Um, Marlena Gross-Taylor, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for
1: having me, guys. This has been awesome. Thanks for listening to On Education. My name
0: is Glenn Irvin. My co-host is Mike Washburn. On Education is part of the On Podcast Media Network. You can listen to this show and many others by great educators like Monica Burns, Mike Matera, Tisha Richmond, and many more by visiting onpodcastmedia.com. Want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at oneducationpodcast.com. You can tweet us at on education pod mike is at mr washburn on twitter and i can be found on twitter at herb spanish you can find us on facebook by visiting facebook.com slash on education pod we're also on instagram at on education pod want to support on education visit our patreon site at patreon.com slash on education there you can get access to full videos of the podcast and so much more if you're enjoying the show and think others would too we would be thrilled if you shared it with them please leave us a rating or a review in apple podcast or the google play store when you leave a rating it gives our rankings a boost it helps others discover the show we want to thank our presenting sponsor classcraft for supporting us check out classcraft.com on education to learn more about them Thanks as always for listening. Stay awesome and see you soon.